punch drunk. The punches weren't really necessary. Maybe they were super necessary. to episode 76 of the Punch Drunk Podcast, your favourite combat sports podcast hosted by two dudes who can't fight and know way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host, Lewis. I'm joined, as always, by Adam. And Sergei Pavlovich is the most terrifying human potentially to have ever walked the earth. What the hell? How you doing, brother? Mate, I'd love to say we're surprised, but that was the first time in a while and... One of the few times where I was just like, that fight's over before it starts. And we said it in last week's pod, that is just going to be an absolute mauling. And yeah, he's the most terrifying guy in the UFC. And like, I've seen so many great memes of like, just like saying that um, he's the reason Francis Ngannou quit and all this shit now. Like, he's the most terrifying man. Everyone's running away from him. If I was John Jones, the heavyweight champ, I would actively avoid fighting this guy, which I think he will. Uh, mm. Yeah, he looked – look, it's not like he looks like the most polished, you know, mixed martial artist we've ever seen. He just looks like the most terrifying motherfucker we've ever yeah. seen. But that's the insane thing. It's like we don't know. We thought his wrestling was going to get tested by Curtis Blades, who inexplicably had one of the lowest IQ moves ever in deciding to stand and trade in the pocket with Sergei Pavlovich. But he he came up on wrestling. That was his bread and butter before he joined, let, let me say this. Let me say this so everyone digests it. He was a wrestler before he joined the Russian military and then became one of the hardest hitters on the planet. He's on that Ivan Drago, Chernobyl waste, nuclear regime, scientific enhancement program, and he punches holes through brick walls and through Curtis Blade's face. Oh my goodness. And honestly, I think he beat the piss out of Nganu as well because he doesn't generate his power in the same way that Nganu does by winging bombs from six feet across the octagon. He throws straight. He doesn't really wind up in the same way. It's ridiculous. The only guy he reminds me of is Shane Carwin. And we've talked, you know, I've talked about my love of Shane Carwin for a long time. For my money, he's still the hardest puncher I've ever seen in the UFC because again, he didn't wing shots from downtown. He threw just nice little boxing combinations that happened to have the strength of 8,000 anvils behind them. It was disgusting. But Pavlovich is challenging this man for one of the most devastating punches you've ever seen. It's ridiculous. His fucking jab was like literally getting getting blades wobbled like. If he jabbed you, your head would come off its shoulders. It would explode like being shot with a 50 cal. Yeah, I would just fold <laughs> for sure. Like I, I'm sure that'd happen if fucking Henry Cejudo jabbed me. But, <laughs> but this guy, yeah, he's on another level. But the other thing is, like, you just need to look at Curtis Blades and look at the size of that guy, the size of his body, Dude, size he, of his head. His chin? 
his like... chin. He took he took shots as well. He must have taken a few shots and be like, no, no, it's okay. I can stab with this. He didn't even try. He didn't even fake a level change. He's gonna look back on that fight and go, oh wait, shit, I fumbled the bag yet again. Every time Curtis Blades gets this close to a title shot, he fumbles the bag in a horrific way. Oh. Well, you, we saw what, like, we, we mentioned this last week too, so I won't drag on too much, but we saw what, like, Pavlovich did to title Vasa. And, like, he's the most game, the most game fighter probably in the UFC. And the most, yeah. if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back immediately. And the harder you hit me, the harder I'm going to hit you back and the more fast I'm going to hit you back. And Pavlovich actually beat him up even worse than he beat up Blades tonight, which is just yeah, Fuck. but you know what's insane? Talking about Ty being the most game fighter on the planet, I don't want to get like derailed. Ty would fight him again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he, he really say, would. Like, he, he doesn't, doesn't give that up. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "I've been hit hard." He's like, "I train with Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt hits harder for sure." <laughs> uh, he'd probably nearly be right too. Holy shit! Oh, this guy's mate, just like a, was- if Mark Hunt was six foot fucking eight. Eight percent body fat in Russia. It's obscene. Did you see the video of him as well? Hammering, hammering the old pokies before the fight. <laughs> Fuck. He was sat in a casino. He was no. I'm deadly serious. Alan, 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 Alan. No, wait. I'm deadly serious. Alan Joban, who does the commentary, former former UFC fighter, tweeted out a video, and Pavlovich Pavlovich is just sat at one of the fruit machines, just feeding it, just. <laughs> <laughs> the Bricky's laptop, as they call it over here. <laughs> Imagine how calm he was about ever to be like, I need to get my pulse elevated a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try and take down Dragon Link. <laughs> oh my god, that's <sighs> actually the scariest thing he did all weekend. <laughs> it. it made me. You, you know, we talked about every now and again we see things in fighters that for a split second make us feel that we can relate to them. Like when Volkanovski jumped up and cheered, was cheering for Izzy when he knocked out Pereira the same way that we do. I was like, Pavlovich, he's, he's, you know, he's one of us. He's just like me, sat, feed, sat feeding a pokey machine, trying to chase the dragon, trying to win the millie on Dragon Link. Oh, putting his, put, he knew he was getting a performance bonus. He's like, "Yeah, I got fifty k to burn here. Let's spin. Let's spin a hundred bucks a time." Imagine, like, if, one of the most fascinating things to to know would be like what goes through a fighter's head for like the forty eight hours before and after a fight. <laughs> Just the thoughts that they have. Oh my god. Um, Imagine though being the casino operator. If he doesn't like the outcome, he just punches the machine and takes all the money from it. And they're like, "Sorry, sir, we're gonna have to." Who's gonna tell Pavlovich he can't have the winnings? Who's gonna get him out of the casino? Well, that's the, the, the <laughs> funny thing about him. Other than him being huge, and you and I were texting about this uh, after the fight. Like, he's got the kindest face. Like, he looks like the most. He looks like. Dead- a- Gentle bloke, you said it perfectly. He looks like a teddy bear. Like I died laughing when you mentioned because he does. Like if you just if he has clothes on, so you don't see the insane physique. Obviously, he's already tall. He just looks like a nice guy, like a genuine, kind-eyed, <laughs> not the scariest man alive. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he'd be a, just a great tour guide in Russia. Come to Russia, I show you, I show you Moscow. Like that's. <laughs> I show you a nice place, beautiful women. <laughs> to Vodka. be fair, most most tour guides in Russia could probably be the heavyweight champ. 
Yeah. All tour guides in Russia are also KGB. And that's just, that's just a fact. <laughs> right. That, that, that was one of many great fights over the, this was an insane weekend for combat sports. Bellator had a double show. We had two insane boxing events. Oh. And I know, I know, I know we never talk about boxing on this pod unless it's massive oh. fights. And even we, we didn't even talk about, uh, Tank Davis uh, against uh, against Ryan Garcia, despite it being like one of the biggest fights of the year in boxing. Uh, so we'll talk about that about that a little bit. I mean, we only talk about boxing in, on this show really to shit on it and point out how how ridiculous it is. And don't worry, our, our listeners who are, who are expecting that will get some of that as well. It was great, but there was still there was still things to shit on. But man, let's 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 stay with the UFC here. It was um, yeah. Considering it went back to the apex and we've had some fight uh, pay-per-views, we had the fight night in Kansas City, I thought this card actually delivered quite okay, considering it was apex. It still seemed it seemed to have a bit of atmosphere. I don't know whether the people who were in there were, in there were rowdier than usual or what was going on, but I don't know, man. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that that fight. And um, yeah, it, it opened up with Brady Heisten having a crazy comeback after getting getting his head punched in a thousand times. That was nice. Uh, my betting night started off very, very well. And then uh, it was like a train that gathered momentum and then it ran out of track and the roadrunner wasn't there to put any more down. And it just went straight off the end of the cliff because surely, I- uh, yeah, Surely before it hit the, the ground though, it was caught by Sergey. Oh, I mean, Sergey, Sergey- helped lift it up for just a brief second and allowed one passenger to get off and then everyone else still crashed and burned. <laughs> oh, one of those nights. But that, yeah, first first couple of fights were were, were pretty good and then uh, things 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 took a, a sharp right turn. Had had success with two dogs and my heaviest bet of the night by a significant margin was on the boy from Brisbane, Junior Taffer, who um, he needs to practice his jujitsu, man. He needs to he needs to know how to get up from lying under a guy who has zero interest in advancing the fight. Has there ever been a bigger discrepancy in terms of talent between two brothers in the UFC? Kamaru Usman goes down as one of the greatest of all time, and it's like, oh yeah, his brother was the one that was just dropped on his head and abused as a child because he is so untalented. He's supposed to be this monster athlete. He said he wanted to play in the NFL. I've never seen anything more laughable in my life. The dude absolutely stinks. And not only that, is he's boring. If he wasn't Kamara Usman's brother, he'd be he'd be pumping petrol at a at, at a petrol station. He'd be work, you know, he'd be working at a convenience. He absolutely stinks. He's boring. He can't strike. And his takedowns aren't even good. Junior Taffa had him. Was, was able to stuff most of them until he tired himself out. With, you know, we talked about Pavlovich throwing like nice clean shots. Justin Taffer was through the Marge Simpson uppercut meme about 8,000 times in a row and, and, and nearly had the incredibly untalented Usman brother out of there a couple of times. Ultimately, the most boring fighter on the roster prevailed in, in, in a very <laughs> disappointing guy that you just roasted for three minutes. Uh, Actually he ended up winning the fight. He won the fight, you but you know him. what? He lost a million. He, he lost any fans and you know support that he had. He was truly, truly, truly diabolically boring. Yeah, it was. It was an average fight, and 
Junior Tafa, clearly the more talented fighter in there. He just, yeah, got gassed. Kind of a... Uh, not the best game plan, I think. I, I doubt that was their game plan. It was just probably not the best strategy from him personally once he got in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was so close to betting on him and then I just was watching them walk in and I'm like, I can't... Just just the eye test. I can't not... I can't bet against Usman just because he's a monster of a human to look at. But ima- imagine imagine looking like that and then fighting like that as well. It's the, it's the biggest contrast you'll ever see. It's- yeah. Oh, it's, it's the joke. only sport like where at the end of the day that doesn't actually matter that much. Like yeah. your physique, you know, it, it's obviously now the best guys in the world. It just comes with if you're going to be the best in the world, you have to look fucking insane. But yeah, especially in the heavyweight division, that, that doesn't really mean shit <laughs> the eye test normally. But I was like, I can't. This guy is that fucking big. He's got the biggest arms, the biggest chest. He's got no body fat on him. And I'm like, He's a monster of a man. I'm just going to leave this alone and my, in my infinite wisdom. Thank God I did. It worked out. But the next fight to make, by the way, is just send him send him big brother. Put him up against Justin Taffer and see how he fares there. Like yeah, that's hundred percent. That's all we need to do. Apparently Junior's gonna gonna continue his career at two oh five, I've been told. Uh I was corrected badly on Twitter because uh, someone tweeted out, oh yeah, his next fight's going to be a 205. And I was like, there's no way he's making 205, especially after the the tales we heard from, from Brendan Bradford about his reluctance to do cardio and the fact that he weighed in at 250. But apparently he's fought at 205 before and makes the weight okay. So I'm not sure how and why he ended up here. Maybe because it was a short notice. I, I, I don't really know the, the, the ins and outs of what happened, but 205, oh my goodness. he He's going to knock out everyone at 205 if he... If, if he can stay on his feet and he really needs to work on his uh, on his jujitsu get-ups. but that was um, that was a, a, a disappointing uh, a disappointing turnaround from from the first few uh, bets that I had success with, and uh, yeah, things things turned around a little bit. Got on Norma Dumont, happy days, and then uh, yeah, did you see the headbutt? I did see the headbutt. That was insane. What the fuck? That was insane. What was Bobby Green doing? And then he was protesting it as well. Like, ridiculous. I don't know what they do. Do they run that one back or? I don't know. I don't know. There was no presser, was there? I did try and have a look. It didn't look like anything got No, uh, he, he, he got out there and was asked one question. And, and, and the journalist, I think it was Amy Kaplan, uh, said, just tell us how you're feeling. He's like, feelings? You're asking about my feelings? And he just went on a rant about how he needs his money and he wants his win bonus. And it was like, yeah, maybe <laughs> Bobby Green has definitely spent money he didn't have ahead of this fight thinking he was going to win. <laughs> Sergey probably it's, took it off him. Sergey <laughs> <laughs> just held him upside down, shook the cash out of him and went and fed it into the, the Pharaoh's Revenge or whatever slot machine it moved on to this time. <laughs> Oh, tell oh, you what, though, you know what I've really like got to stop doing, and actually, you know, you know what, we'll we'll come to that because we're on to, we're on to the main card 6 now. Six a.m. watching fights, gambling, drinking excessively. Uh, what else? <laughs> Jeez, when you when you when you when you, uh, when you say it like that, it uh, <laughs> got to do some uh, got to do some self reflection now. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have it any other way. So main card, man. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know how it didn't get given fight of the night. They didn't give a fight of the night. Extremely bizarre because this was absolutely fight of the night. It was a weird, weird one to score, but it was Jeremiah Wells against Matthew Semmelsberger. And Matthew Semmelsberger must be the only fighter in history to knock his opponent to the canvas approximately 63 times and still lose a decision in what is some of the worst judging you've ever seen in your life. He murdered him twice in the first and the second round. And still, one judge, one judge gave it 30, 30, 27, gave all three rounds to Jeremiah Wells, who on three separate occasions was definitely unconscious and got punched back to the world of the living. And Semmelsberger, right, like obviously was having a wild time on the feet. But again, like a bit like you just refused to try and stand up in low fight IQ doesn't do what Semmelsberger did justice. It was it was like borderline he needs to be on a special list and shouldn't be allowed to fight anymore because he was that stupid. Like we need we need to question whether he should be allowed to have a mortgage and make decisions and sign contracts because he was that stupid. Oh my goodness. What the hell was he doing? He had him killed multiple times and then was just like, yeah, actually I'm just going to lie on my back here and close up guard and do absolutely nothing over and over again. It was it was inexplicably infuriating, particularly if you had money on Semmelsberger. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking grub. I knew that was going. Do you think that maybe they should have, like, on the tail of the tape, like, uh, the IQ score of each fighter? So then when oh, they... That would be, am- that would be amazing. And then the I'd know. You'd be made, you go, oh, that's because he's so smart. Or that's because he's such a fucking idiot. That's why I did that. Yeah, that's because he eats glue and licks windows. <laughs> oh my goodness! Would you, would you bet on people with low IQ? I mean, sometimes you have to. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes a low IQ works in their favour because they just beat, they just bite down on their mouth guard and go swinging. But <laughs> only against other low IQ fighters. But say there was like a guy whose IQ was like nearing genius level and a guy who was like nearing some form of disability <laughs> would you would that determine your betting or yeah uh, yeah of course it would if they were like similarly matched of course you're gonna bet on the high iq guy <laughs> they you know in the nfl draft they make all the players do the wonderlick test another kind of academic test ufc fighters should have to do a wonderlick test each year to see if they can like you know Count to 10. The results would be shocking. You know when you get like uh, click, uh, clickbait tiles and it's like, wow, we surveyed 100 UFC fighters and the results are shocking. And it'd be like a graphic of a, of a UFC fighter getting his face punched in simultaneously sat next to Justin Gaethje in his nerd glasses. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, shit. Something like that would be handy. I don't know if it would, if anyone would agree to it or... It, the amount of money it would cost to get done would be worth it, but it'd be interesting. I mean, it would. I, I'm, I'm willing to put a vote behind it. But you know what? The more information we have about fighters, the better. And this is critically important for this next fight because the dogs the dogs were barking, right? The dogs were barking all night. And I was like, all right, let's let's turn this let's turn this this uh, train around. Let's put it in reverse. I can see the cliff coming. Let's put it in reverse. Do you have and any I bet money on- left before, before um, you have any money to your name? As of right hold now. on, hold on. Let me uh, let me just check if my uh, my wife is in earshot. 
No, no. The uh, the debt collectors are, are coming. They're gonna. They're, we're done. <laughs> I'm the debt collector. <laughs> oh my It's Sergey Pavlovich. He is the debt collector. No. So it'd be great to know things about fighters because I'll be honest. I completely like memory hold any existence of Brogan Walker, and I remembered she was on the Ultimate Fighter, like one of the worst seasons ever. Whatever. But she was a dog against the tw- against the twenty one year old kid, and I was like, you know what? She's thirty four years old. She got a bit of experience. She's got some okay wins on her resume. Surely, surely she's gonna she's gonna have enough in the tank. Enough in the tank to come you out had and enough beat this. In the tank to be making these decisions, that's for sure. Bit of hell. Honestly, it was. Yeah. By the way, Howlerhead, new sponsor of the podcast. Howlerhead, let's do it. Come on, Dana White. Let's make it happen. I know you want brand ambassadors in Europe shilling your banana-flavoured whiskey, which is delicious, by the way. And I'm not just saying that because you gave me a free T-shirt and t- let me take some photos with, uh, with some pretty cool fighters. <laughs> right. Anyway, keep going. So, by the way, this this was a, this was a this was a, a a sober decision. By the way, it was just the dogs were barking. I was like, all right, we're gonna continue. We're gonna continue on this wagon. Had I known she has a fucking service animal, I never would have bet on her. They were like, oh, yeah, she's out back with her service animal. So the dog was barking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I know in America they'll give you a service animal for basically having hay fever. When I think service animal, the only time we ever see them in, like, the UK, Australia, is for blind people because they need to be led around. Yeah, in America, in Australia, they're like, oh, how blind are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, how blind are you? Are you, are you really? Are you really? Uh, do you really need it? Or Catch this bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying, trying, to, trying, to pr- trying to prove that you need benefits uh, at Centrelink is, a, is an impossible task. She's got a service animal and fights in the UFC. She's 34 years old. She came out, you know, the other telltale sign of someone who's going to be absolutely horrific. She came out in the t-shirt, the white rash, the right white rash shirt. I was like, oh no, oh no. She's in a t-shirt, has a service animal. This isn't going to be good. And then proceeds to show the worst boxing I've ever seen in my life. Ever. It was like day one at a Tybo fitness box class. You know, you like you, you you do your body pump and then you stay behind for some for some uh, fit box, some fitness kickboxing, and you're like one, two, three, four, five, six—the worst hands you've ever seen—and proceeded to get brutalized by this twenty-one twenty-one-year-old kid. I think her name—I don't even know what her name was. What was it? Yasmin Lucindo. I mean, she—I mean, the dream of all dreams to get put in with this she with got truly. <laughs> She got dog walked. <laughs> truly, truly was one of the least talented fighters you've ever seen in the UFC. Do you remember in the I think it was the last time we talked about um oh man, who was that who was that uh that Brazilian fighter that came out and was an absolute monster? What was her what was her name? Uh uh Denise Denise Gomes. Remember Denise Gomes when she came out, you're like, oh that's different. That's, that's a different kind of, of, of beast in the women's division. Same for this 21-year-old, except she got a matchup against the stone worst striker you've ever seen in your life. I mean, so what, oh. was, hang on, what was the gap between you placing the bet and then finding out about the service animal? 
five minutes. <laughs> I had to do a double take. I, I, I had to, I had to like, I was like, did they just say, did they say she got a service animal backstage? I was like, what's wrong with her? I mean, clearly she has what, what, some kind of yeah, what is wrong? motor. No, they didn't say. You're not allowed to say. That's the other great thing about America. You can't ask any. It's um, you know, it's a uh, private medical information. But she's allowed to have a she's allowed to have a dog backstage. You and the the, the jokes is like home of you the can brave, get, mate. Home of the brave. You can get any. You can get basically any animal certified certified as an emotional support animal and take it pretty much anywhere with you. It's hilarious. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so did they not I, specify what animal it was either? I'm pretty sure they said a dog, but I, I, maybe they just said service animal. Uh, I, I'm sure there was a mention of a dog, and I, you know, when you're like not paying attention because I was, you know, uh, the big TV was, I was just, I hear myself whiplash looking back to the screen going, did they just say she's got a service animal? And I've just bet on this woman. Oh, great. She's <laughs> wearing a t shirt as well. Like, they can't talk about gambling. The employees can't talk about gambling. So they literally basically in code said, do not bet on this woman. In code, they had a fucking. They basically said that to you <laughs> five minutes after you'd already bet. Oh, oh mate! Oh, have, killed me. Would you have bet on the other girl? You think if you had a not bet without yet, question? Yeah. Tailor the tape, experience, height, weight. You're fighting someone with a service animal. Put it all on. Put it all on. Oh. There are what, some inta- there are some intangibles, and that yeah, that's oh my goodness. <laughs> that should also be on the tail of the tape, shouldn't yeah. it? Service animal, just IQ. Yeah, yes, <laughs> IQ and service animal, yes or no. <laughs> that one's a pretty easy, easy one to gauge, I guess. <sighs> oh, Any other fights from this wow. card you enjoyed, sir? Um, I don't, I don't, oh, just shout out uh, Christos Giagos. He, uh, had that, had that monster KO and, uh, I think he he didn't win as a, and I'm pretty sure he was an underdog as well. Every, (laughs) it was pretty, a pretty big night for the dogs, even Pavlovich and yeah, Pavlovich helped, um, you know, stem the blood loss. He was, when someone sustains a serious gunshot wound and someone comes along and, and plugs it up a little bit with some gauze. Sergey Pavlovich was my gauze in, in my hemorrhaging wounds. I that was my Bet365 account. I don't really rate Blades, eh? Like, I just, I swear he never <laughs> really performs that well. No, like, that's what I'm, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. I, because of the rest, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I I kept looking at it through the, through the week going, I'm picking Pavlovich. I think he's going to knock him out. Why is he an underdog? It didn't make, it didn't make any sense. No, and I'm, I saw I, one I, of the one of the accounts I follow, like MMA accounts I follow on Insta, um, on the Punch Drunk Pod Insta. Like that, just all week they were just posting memes about how Sergey's going to knock him out. Like just knock him. Like it was fucking. They were just like, who's loading up on Team Sergey? Just like every day they're just <laughs> hammering it and hammering it. I'm like, it's so true though. Like anyone, you don't even have to be a hardcore fighter just if you kind of watch most of the fights and that's it you should just be like this guy's gonna mock yeah. this guy if you bet on the guy that's been knocking everyone out in the first round <laughs> he made tied to a bastard oh. look like a fucking six-year-old boy and that was one of the honestly one of the most frightening things i ever saw live that fucking thing yeah 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 it was it was, yeah, yeah. It was, was, it was like whew. Whew. yeah right 
You know what? You know what was awesome this week? Outside of actual watching the fights, Dana White got back on his uh, Instagram account mm. and started firing out fight announcements left, right, and center. Absolutely brilliant. So let's talk. Let's. We're not obviously going to go into deep dives into all of them, but we just got to flag some of these ones that have uh, have been done. Coming up at UFC 288 in the co-main event because Charles versus Benil Dariush got postponed to the, which was officially made for UFC 289 now. Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns in a five-round welterweight contest in what is 100% now a title eliminator. Wow, that's going to be a great fight because we all know what Bilal Muhammad wants to do. He wants to take that fight to the ground. Gilbert Burns is world-class BJJ. And we saw how good his hands have gotten uh, and how much his striking has improved against Jorge Masvidal. He's, Bilal Muhammad has got his hands full and he's going to be one of those one of those guys that you talk about. Remember when remember when Bilal went on a win streak and got like eight, nine wins in a row and never got to the title because, you know, the UFC just kept putting roadblocks in front of him? Gilbert Burns is his roadblock and yeah, that's going to be a fun fight, but I, I think he probably gets that done. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I think it's the fight that needed to be made. I also think Burns should easily win that. Um, yeah. And if if whoever does win that, they're just 100% deserving of the title. Yeah, it's a perfect they're, title they're, locked in. They're, locked, they're locked into the winner of uh, Leon versus Colby, which is is definitely going to be Mr. Mr. Leon Edwards. Um, all right, so <laughs> Charles versus Dariush moved to UFC 289. Nice. Guys, UFC 290. International Fight Week is shaping up to be a card for all cards, especially, especially if you have a rooting interest in the Anzac fighters, because the main event is going to be the GOAT 145er himself, pound for pound number one fighter on the planet, Alex Volkanovsky, uh, unifying the belt against Yai Rodriguez. Then you've got Brandon Moreno versus Pantoja in the co-main event, but just announced by the bald king himself. Rob Whittaker versus Drickus Duplessis. Not only that, it is a number one contender title eliminator fight, and the winner will fight Mr. Israel Adesanya in Australia later in the year. That's right, folks. The UFC is going back down under, and Adam's trousers just began to swell at the thought of seeing Izzy in person, potentially even against Rob Whittaker for the third time. My goodness, things are exciting right now for Australian MMA. Yeah, it's a win-win uh, for all Aussie fans, Anzac fans out there. Obviously, Izzy's basically locked in and hasn't been pen hasn't been put to paper for the where the card will be yet, but it's basically guaranteed in Australia that'll obviously be a pay-per-view fight. Huge, two in a year. That's huge in itself, and I obviously want I want Rob to win this fight. Like to beat Duplessis for the most obvious reasons ever. I don't need to explain myself. But then I want Duplessis to fight Adesanya. I don't want Rob to fight. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. This is this is the problem. Uh, but I I think Whitaker's going to run through him. But we'll see. We we get we get we get that great fight to look forward to. And also announced on that card, Dan Hooker is going to be fighting Jalen Turner. So uh, let's see what. Let's see what the hangman's got left in the tank and see if he can overcome the seven-foot-tall slender man, which is which is Jalen Turner, after he has been running through his uh, CKB uh, stable uh, of, of teammates there. Uh, Marvin Vittori against Jared Cannonier has been announced. Uh, that's a, it's a pretty fun bit of a one. weird one. 
For, for, I thought Kananir, I thought Kananir retired, man. I thought he, after the uh, Drickus fight, he was basically saying, you know, it's it's all it's all going to be done. But anyway, um, I think you know, probably, probably, wins, be, probably yeah. wins that one. Yeah, yeah, he will definitely retire after this one. And then we've got Josh Emmett uh, coming back after getting murdered by Ia Rodriguez, getting fed to Elia Taporia. And I feel sorry for Josh Emmett because uh, it's going to be a bad night at the office for him. Taporia's Taporia's serious business, man. Just He's mustard. It's kind of like. In a weird way, the what what's happened to Cannoneer? It's just like they're just giving him guys that are fucking world beaters, and they're going to beat you. You're you're a beast, but you're just not on their level. I, I don't yeah. think I'd be surprised if Emmett gets over the line there. But yeah, Tapori is a fucking machine, champion in weight. Definitely. Really. Yeah, yeah, and um, we've got another fight in the middle middleweight division for a, for a division that a, a week ago looked like it was really stagnant, and we're like, oh, where where are we going to find challenges for Izzy from? Or what you know? How's the top five going to shake out? At least Sean Strickland is taking on Abbas Magomedov, and you might, might remember him from making his UFC debut against um, oh uh, uh, Dustin Stoltzfus, and he absolutely murdered him. And at the time, I said fast track Magomedov uh, because he he belongs in the top five. Fast track him. Let's get some fresh meat in the division, some fresh blood and see, see what he's going to be able to do against Izzy. Cause he's, 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 he's got the goods, man. He's experienced. He's won titles in other organizations. He's got wrestling. He hits hard. Let's see it. So if he can get through Strickland's last name, like his last name ends with of, so he yep. ticks all the boxes. He's in club, club OV. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm really excited to see that one. Um, yeah. Some, some great fights coming up. Really excited to see that one. I'll be honest. Less excited to see the card that's uh, that's coming up this this coming weekend. It's a bit of a stinker. Yeah, uh, uh, it's all. It's, I think it's going to be in the apex. There's there's not a whole lot on there. Of course, we'll we'll, we'll be watching it. There's um. I won't be. <laughs> Charles Charles Johnson versus Cody Durden is going to be a good fight just because they hate each other. And the main event is super interesting as well between Song Yidong versus Ricky Ricky uh, Simone. Um, so, you know, keep keep an eye keep an eye out um, for for some of those fights, but don't get a there'll be there'll be nine fucking performance bonuses. I bet you they'll just be like first yeah. round KO. There'll be kicks off the cage. Some guy will do a triple backflip. Fucking that's usually the way. That's usually the way it goes when yeah. we uh, when we dunk on a card. They 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 usually come back out. So that's gonna be next week, and then the weekend after is UFC 288, the return of Triple C fighting for the bantamweight title in New York. That's gonna be a banger of a card. Some sick fights is that on in there. New York. Yeah, Brooklyn is that early Center. This year or is it- no, no, it's Brooklyn, oh, not, course, not yeah, um, yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Madison Square Garden will be will be uh, later on. They're talking about maybe John Jones there, maybe Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler. Um, yeah, just woo-hoo, some fights to look forward to. Adam, before we wrap things up, I know, like I said, we don't often talk boxing on this show until it needs to. First of all, your homework for for tomorrow. Fire up your DAZN app because I know you're a subscriber. I know you're a, you know doing def, definitely uh, pay, paying the dollars to DAZN there. My goodness. Joe Cordina. I was when it was two dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I don't know if I should say this on the internet because it's probably like it's probably going to come back to bite me. But I've somehow glitched my way into a free DAZN <coughs> subscription. You shouldn't have said that. And it just and it just <laughs> works. It's beautiful. So, I, don't know. I haven't actually tried uh, that. 
I mean, other yeah. than when I bought the pay-per-view today, I haven't really tried it. Um, have yeah. you seen that uh, video? Sorry. sorry to go off track a little bit. No, 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 go on. DC and um, Khabib, they're just like in, in the gym training and DC like just is talking shit. Well, not talking shit, but it's like promoting some pay-per-views like on ESPN Plus, buy on UFC. And then Khabib's just like, no, we don't buy it. We have Russian link. <laughs> just says, <laughs> it's like, and he just like DC just looks at him like for fuck's sake! Like, well, come on, Khabib. <laughs> and he like Khabib just being serious. Like, no, no, we have Russian link. <laughs> Literally, the guy that oh. might be the greatest fighter in history oh. made absolutely millions from the UFC and still doesn't <laughs> buy the pay per views. And even probably like. It would if he doesn't have access already. It would be one text message, and he would have free proper pay per views just sent to him. Like yeah, he'd time. just get the code. He'd just get the code. <laughs> oh, what a king! He'd, he'd rather give his laptop AIDS than uh, <laughs> than just get a code or spend the eighty dollars. Hilarious. Ah, <laughs> uh, but mate, do yourself a favor. I know, we, we, like I said, we're not a huge boxing pod. Do yourself a favor and go and watch the fight between Shavkat Rakimov, not not the USC welterweight, <laughs> but another Shavkat Rakimov or Rachmanov uh, versus Joe Cordina in Wales. Oh my goodness. Like it's got fight of the year written all over it. That it was incredible. Of course, boxing, gonna boxing, and one of the judges put in a scorecard that can only be explained by extreme corruption. But Nonetheless, the right man won the fight. He regained his uh, his world title. And I'm going to be honest, I'd never seen Joe Cordina box before. He was previously world champion. He was stripped for inact- uh, because he, he, he couldn't defend his belt because he broke his hand. And Ra- uh, Rachmanov went and, and, and won the title, and, and Cordina came back and put on a bloody great show, man. Truly, truly one of the best fights you'll see in a long, long time. Very, very, very much worth watching. I'll and then, of course. For it, but if it's. Even slightly shit, I'm going to abuse you. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was quality. But speaking of quality, the, the the fight that everyone wanted to see, Tank versus Ryan Garcia, finally it happened. And w- unlike most boxing fights, especially that they plug as a big pay-per-view, there wasn't a bullshit belt attached to this one. There was nothing. This was two dudes at the peak of their powers coming together and, and, and fighting to determine who was the better man on the night. No belts, no trinkets, no this, no that. Brilliant. But he may have lost the fight. We've got to credit Ryan Garcia here because he, he came down in weight to tank to make this fight happen. And not only that, he in the contract, he gave everything away. He gave the weight away. He accepted a shitty rehydration clause, which is just stupid and dangerous. And he gave away, if he had won the fight, despite giving up all, all all the things to Tank Davis. If he'd won the fight, the rematch clause was was so heavily loaded in, in Tank's favor as well, he still would have made or, um, you know a, a shit ton of money from it. So you've got to credit uh, Ryan Garcia for making that happen and, and putting his reputation and his, his, his O on the line, which is obviously a massive thing in boxing. And he, he showed glimpses. He showed his hand speed, but, but ultimately, man, Tank Davis is a... Despite being one of the biggest scumbags on the planet, and he's literally about to go to jail for v, for for crashing into uh, uh, pregnant women and then fleeing the scene, uh, and he's also 
being charged with domestic violence and, you know, just a real stand-up guy, a nice guy that we want kids to look up to in the sport of boxing, you know. But despite all that, he looked he was incredible, man. And that body shot, despite that body that, shot, despite all that. Past. Nah, fuck boxing, man. I watched it too. I was pretty keen for this fight. Uh, like both these guys, it's impossible, even if you like any kind of fighting, it's impossible, impossible to not know who they are slash exactly. appreciate what they do. And at the end of the fight, I was just like, boxing sucks. <laughs> Mate, The the pr- this was, it had that big fight feel, right? And everyone's like, oh, big fight. Everyone's talking about it. Huge names there. Celebrity boxing does get that. That you still trying. The UFC still trying to capture the absolute peak of the peak. But man, they had everything there, and the product still stunk. The pacing, the undercard, the illiterate clowns that they have on the microphone doing pre-fight analysis. It's horrific. The product is trash. Outside of what those two men delivered in the ring. It's garbage. Not to mention it's- that Garcia probably could have stood up. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He could have, probably could have stood up, taken a few more punches, and he. Could, I didn't know about the fucking shitty contract that he had signed. He didn't want to get up because he knows he's going to make more money if he just keeps those knees on the fucking canvas and onto the next one. Maybe, maybe. I'd be, inter- it'd be interested to see it what they do looked, next. It looked Now that you've told me that, it just looked like he knew that. Very, very well. And he's like, okay, there's no point in mean, getting up and getting fucking eight broken ribs or getting concussed or fighting this yeah. guy again if I pull off a miracle win. So I'm going to say I tell you, I, I, t- he I tell you what, smiling. He was smiling on the 10 count. I fucking yeah. hate that. <laughs> you don't smile when you're losing during the day. Like, it's like yeah. the, you got eight, nine, 10, and the grin was getting higher. It's like, what is going on? Shit sport. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an it was an interesting one for for sure. But and I didn't bet. I didn't fights. bet. By the way, if anyone's you didn't bet. No yep. bet. No bet on either fight. No bet. I um. You watched it for the purity the purity of the combat. Yes, I did, and uh, yeah, I reckon my fucking computers got more injuries than Ryan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I- Adam Adam has tried to meet so many sexy singles in his area. It's it's not even it's it's not even uh, it's not even on man. It's just hammering hammering the uh, his mouse pat his mouse tracker's broken. The screen's being punched in. Oh, shit, keys are all sticky. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, it, oh. it was it was good. You know, it was good to watch, but I thought it was all just a bit there, yeah, a bit shit. Yeah, I, I the. That's the thing. The talent is is there. I mean, Tank was great. And then you're like, yeah, but he's a scumbag. I was hoping he was going to lose. Garcia handled himself afterwards extremely well. He made no excuses. He said he signed the contract, da-da-da-da. I do think as well that if the rehydration clause isn't there, he maybe gets back to his feet. He's probably got a bit more pop and feel and a bit more. And, and maybe he doesn't get dropped by that. By that um, it was an overhand right he got clipped with as well when he, when he got dropped in the second round. So, uh, yeah, o- overall... It was a good fight, had the big fight feel, but the product, just like the, the production, the packaging just lets itself down time and time and time again. But yeah, it is what it is. The UFC is some of its luck and some of it's just because the UFC is good at what they do. But like the, the hardcore fans like us, we care. First of all, obviously the, the lineup's good from start to finish or close enough. Like we're interested in 
we're interested on a pay-per-view night, we're interested in at least four fights, like heavily invested in at least four fights, but probably more like six, seven, eight. But then there's also, if you take all that away, there's people that love Joe Rogan, obviously. There's pe- but there's people that love John Anik. There's people that love uh, Megan O'Levy. There's people that love like about four or five, six different people that are involved, and then all the ex fighters mm-hmm. they love. There's people the that love that Dana White's yeah. press conference. They just live for that. Yeah. Like there's so many other things that are also an enjoyable part of the uh, UFC pay per view that yeah, boxing just doesn't have. Like I've I've sat in a couple of boxing press conferences when Cambosis fought here. I can't remember those. What's, who's, the, who's the really, really old guy, like the, the legendary boxing promoter? Aaron? Oh, Bob Aaron? Um, yeah, Bob Aaron. He was in there yeah. with uh, his right-hand man, basically, a guy who's a bit younger than that. And, like, I was sitting in – I was at the actual press conference and I was like, this sucks. I really want to leave. This is so <laughs> shit. Like, I would just be staring at Dana, just being like, this is the best if I was there. So, anyway. UFC is better than boxing, and I don't even think that's like it went from being a crazy thing to say now yeah. to being like, yeah, we get it, we know, you don't have to say it anymore. It just it is it is what it is. It's just yeah. it's just a fact. Tyson the Fury is sports. the guy that nearly brought it back. I was I was watching every Fury fight. I, that what that first Wilder Fury fight was maybe one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking like, undeniably great. And yeah. Boxing thought, needs boxing needs more of them, and we thought Tyson Fury is going to be the guy, and instead he's just being an absolute helmet of pulling out of fights, avoiding fights with 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 Usyk. That's mm. it's just but even mess. like Anthony Joshua kind of just like fell apart, didn't he? Completely. Oh, and- bro, his last fight was pathetic. It's so he was he's beyond washed. It's weird. It's crazy. I don't he's like follow it close enough to mental breakdown, why, but yeah, 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 exactly. So. Uh, is, it is it is what it is. Hope we'll get a few more big boxing events throughout the year. There's a, there's a few more a uh, few more uh, fights on on tap that look like they're going to get made. So those big ones, we'll 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 have a bit of a discussion. We'll we'll watch them. But but overall, man, just even on on a night when the UFC was in the apex with no fans on a fight night, going up against the pay per view monstrosity of of Tank versus Garcia, I still in, overall enjoyed what was delivered. <laughs> Inside That's the apex hot. more. That's the insane. And I, I was subjected to watching Brogan Walker in a service animal fight. That's the insane thing. And I still enjoyed it more. You can't, you can't argue with that. It's, it's just genuine facts. Now, I'll, I'll under, I'll always understand how people love boxing as the as a sport as a whole more yeah. than MMA but like yeah the 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 entertainment product is you can't compare the two anymore you certainly cannot mate this has been unreal great great way to uh to, to get my feelings out about the the whole night of, of fights immediately afterwards quick live reaction it felt it was great always a, always a pleasure to to chat with you tell tell everyone what they need to know uh, you can follow us at Pod underscore on Twitter, at PunchDrugPod on Instagram, PunchDrugPod on TikTok, uh, at Lewis Glover MMA if you want to give him a follow on Twitter. Very, very active. Um, basically, those rants that you saw him verbalize just now are in the written form. Um, just tweeting, tweeting through the pain. And, uh, <laughs> um, at PunchDrugPod at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with anything, any insider info, you want to shoot us a message, whatever. Uh, at, 
you can follow us on Spotify, on Apple and YouTube. Like, subscribe, watch us on YouTube. This is probably this might even be the best episode to watch if you can watch it because I was honestly about to have a seizure of laughter <laughs> and I, I, I'm probably ever going to go back and watch it and just see how fucking disgusting we both looked in, for about five minutes there because <laughs> I was purple. My eyes were closed the whole time. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I think that's about it. Uh, UFC is better than boxing, but UFC <laughs> fans out there, don't take that for granted. There's a reason no. why boxing sucks now, and it is because they took it for granted and the UFC just went in and took it. So keep supporting the sport, keep su- supporting us, and hopefully we get 10 more Israel Adesanya's and 10 more Alex Volkanovsky's to, you know, basically get me through until I die and I'll be a happy man for most of my life. <laughs> Anything you wanted to add, sir, that's all from me. No, I think that's probably a brilliant place to wrap up this pod. Always a pleasure, mate. Let's uh, look forward to doing it again next week. Peace.